Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Journey Up, an Entrepreneur's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce Osepic. I'm the Executive Vice President and Managing Partner for Anabasis REIT, as well as Broker for Anabasis Realty here in Jacksonville, Florida. And this is my co-host. Rylan Erickson. I'm the Lead Associate for Anabasis Realty and the Acquisitions Manager for Anabasis REIT. If you guys are interested in learning more about real estate, investing, private equity, any of the above, uh, obviously reach out to us, get in touch with us. We're happy to help you guys. Uh, we got another fantastic episode coming today with a good friend of mine and a private equity superstar, uh, Mr. Carlo. How you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me over at your show. This is amazing. Yeah, Great setup that you guys got here. And I'm yeah. so proud of like, how you guys started from where it is now? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, I it, it. It's been a journey up, hasn't it? Journey up it is. There yeah. you go. So, so yeah. I, I really wanted to, you know, hear a little bit of your origin story in, in your journey up because um, I know you've touched on a, a ton of different business fields uh, and, uh, you know, wanted to hear a little bit um, about that. Where were you born? Where are you from? And how'd you awesome. get into business? Good. You know, I mean, I actually came, I mean, I kind of grew up in a pretty lucky background. You know, mm -hmm. my dad was a CFO of uh, uh, the largest pharmaceutical company in the Philippines, mm -hmm. but it wasn't handed to us easily. Yeah. You know, the culture, the, the Filipino Hawaiian culture, it's all about, hey, your mom, your mom and I made this. Here's the guidelines. Mm -hmm. Right. You go ahead and you, 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 you figure it out. Kind of like you, kind of like yeah. you, with you with you and Mark, your uh -huh. your, your father, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't handed it to you. It's like, no, you know. So it, for me, it was like that. Where my dad said, "Son, you know, um, this is something that your mom and I worked hard for." Yeah. But here's a playbook. And, and, and go ahead and work it out from there. It's so, a good thing, too, because it doesn't really instill that, like, handout that some kids have growing up whenever they do correct. have successful parents. Right. So. I mean, you don't want to be a trust fund kid. Right. You know, well, it's, it, it's, it's in the culture as well. Yeah. It's in the culture as well, For you sure. know, mm -hmm. so so the whole Filipino culture. And then... Um, so like, you grew up in the Philippines? No, I, no, actually, I grew up here in the United States. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, I mean, I went to school back and forth between first grade to fifth grade, mm -hmm. and then my family decided, you know, the whole corruption is taking place in the Philippines, ransom and stuff like that. So my dad yeah. said, you know what? I've got to get out of here and keep, and keep my family in the United States. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Grew up in D.C. Um, and then I was in, a, I was in a, a, a good kid in high school. Just got in a little bit of trouble. Had to join the military. Okay. So I what ended branch up, were you in? I was in the Navy. Navy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So I ended Thank up. Thank you for in, your service. You know, you're welcome. You know, so, um, so I ended up in California. Uh, with the military? With the military. Okay. Fell in love with San Diego. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was just like, you know what, this this, this is going to be me. I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, went to San Diego State. Mm -hmm. um, actually, my first journey up uh, experience was I was in a frat house and, of course, like a bunch of girls. Were yeah. Like, I'm like, why are they here? Yeah. You know, what, 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 what's bringing all these girls in this house? But you know what it was? Real estate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had the house. Right. So I said, I can do the same thing. Uh huh. You know, so of course, um, I had to raise money uh -huh. from family and friends. Uh huh. We ended up uh, acquiring a property that was like a hole in the wall property, mm -hmm. you know, which is like, which is kind of like a mile away from the frat house. And we juiced that place up. Dude. Yeah. Painted that, painting that son of a bitch. Just turn, turn, turn it, turn, turn, turn like it up a, and get, but, but guess venue. what? Um, my first business was email marketing. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I just like, we had one of these guys, he's like super genius guy. And I'm kind of like the, I'm kind of like, you know, the, the social person. Uh -huh. right? You know, we turned that thing into a mortgage place. 
like a mortgage call center. Really? Yeah, because okay. we were generating leads. And then uh-huh. when we were selling these leads for like $50, $75 a pop, but yet when we were selling these leads, these mortgage companies were making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a pop. And we said, hold on for a second. Yeah. Let's back up here for a little bit. We're, we're in the wrong business here. You're correct. We need to find out what those guys are doing so we can close our own leads. Especially if you can now bring those leads into your mortgage business at cost. Right. Then right. you're, you're making cash <laughs> So in college, you and your buddies had a different house and y'all were generating mortgage leads and selling them to- Yeah, was this in college that you Th- were This was in college, right. Okay. So, so actually, that, that uh, party house that we had, we, had you know, we ended up owning it, owning the property. Uh-huh. Right? So each room, uh, <laughs> of course, I was the sales guy. And then in one room we had our we had our uh, IT person, uh-huh. and then the other room we had the the social media person. Right. Well, back then it was not social media; it was more it was more internet and SEO. Uh-huh. So literally, that house was our office. Yeah. So Mondays and Thursdays we're dialing for dollars. Thursdays night, you know, you know, we're, uh-huh. we're, 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 we're we're having fun, we're partying, this yeah. and that. <laughs> so but you're college kids with money. Yeah. College kids with money, right? Yeah. So so we just kind of like. We did, of course, we we doubled up and said, "Okay, we were doing this in one house. Let's go ahead and acquire another house mm-hmm. and another house." And and then we were just fixing, flipping properties. Mm-hmm. Doing, were doing you that. and all your buddies like taking ownership, like yourself, or like was one person doing it, or how how were you all like well, splitting it? Did that they get weird, didn't or? know too much about LLCs, and okay. so that's that, that's a part again of growing up with like mm-hmm. you know with, you know with, with knowledge, background, yeah, well, yeah, financial father, background yeah. and and acquisitions and stuff. Stuff like that. So I was kind of like leading the entire thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously they figured it out uh-huh. and I taught him that. And then we started going through these little mini funds. Mm-hmm. So this was when I was like 21, 22 years old. Same, you know, same yeah. thing what you guys are doing right now, but yeah. except it was like from boots in the ground from yeah. scratch. Yeah. Just because I was in a frat house and I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the magic trick? Oh, it's the real estate aspect. Yeah, it's exactly. the fact that they have a spot. They can have fun, do whatever. And I was like, dude, you know what? I can copy and paste this thing. Right. You know. So, so did you continue on with that after college or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I owned a mortgage. I, I was a co-owner of a mortgage shop, a title uh-huh. company, uh-huh. Um, escrow company as well. What, what were those companies? Uh, I can't really, I can't really yeah. okay. disclose those, those. But yeah, but so I was a co-owner of a title company, an escrow company. Uh-huh. You know, I was doing more. I was taking care more of the sales sales aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. I was I just meant like the first mortgage company you started in college. Mm-hmm. Can you say what that was? Uh no, I can't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not I'd rather not yeah. Well it's very interesting that you had the capabilities to start something like that very you know at such a young age. Right. What would you say were some of the challenges that you were presented in starting companies like that at a young age, especially in college or in class, you have young partners all sorts of things going on. What, what, you know, what were some challenges that you were presented? That's very good. That's a, actually a very, very good question. You know, when you're an owner of a company, especially like you guys, okay, mm. when you're on top of the food chain, you know someone else behind you wants to sit on that chair. Of mm. course. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that whole mentality, for, at least it's for me, when I, you know, what I learned is when you have that mentality, I'm a CEO mentality, or I'm the owner mentality, I'm the boss mentality, eventually your own friend's going to turn on you mm-hmm. because you're not helping them grow. Yeah. You, you, you see what, so, so, so I kind of had that ego growing up because I mean, I, I moved quick, you know, back in the day, like yeah. if I see an opportunity, obviously like, you know, because I was, I was kind of like lucky 
you know, growing you, you on. Strike. Yeah, yeah, you strike. You know, strike when the iron's hot, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, um, and at that young age, it was like it was kind of like all about me, mm-hmm. like climbing up that ladder. Right? Yeah, you know. So the biggest challenge that I realized was, um, you can't really grow without a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, eagles don't flock. You got to find them one at a time. Right. Well, what's yeah. that one image where it's like the man who holds his hand close from, close to himself never eats, but the man who holds his hand open eats with everyone. Right. So yeah, yeah, you, were, yeah. yeah you know. So so that was the that was that was kind of like the learning lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You know that you can't really grow without a crew. There's no there's no there's no crew there's no crew without rev there's no revenue without a crew. Right. Yeah, you, you know, so um, if and you're you, only as strong as your weakest link, correct. and 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 you're only as good as the team that you have surrounding you. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, CEO, boss or not, uh, if you don't have the capabilities to delegate responsibilities and things to your team and people under you, you can't be everywhere right. at once. Uh, you can't be everywhere. Well, at the, once. the game has changed too now. Yeah, like you know, the word delegate, you can't even like. You you guys are partners. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say, hey, you know what, B, like, you know, I, I have to delegate the situation. Like, well, hold on, bro. Like, let's step back for a second. What do you mean delegate? Now it's teamwork. We got to, you know, like yes. the words that we use, especially especially in this in this world of like, you got to watch out what, what you say. Like, you know, the, the word delegates, I mean, it's, now it's like teamwork. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I'm digging a ditch, Hey Bryce, if we got this project, if we got this fund, if yeah. I'm digging a ditch, you got to dig a ditch too. Oh, dude, I'm yeah. you know, and I'm like, hey, if you got, I'll the bring t- the shovels. <laughs> bring the shovels, right? Like, hey, if you have a, you have two hundred leads, call, and I I'm dialing for dollars, yeah. dude. I'm I'm dialing for dollars as well. Exactly. You know, so I mean, it's uh, it's monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one thing that I've learned really, like the challenges that I went through was people wanted to ride with you, mm-hmm. and then when they figure it out. It's the either either they try to bring in you know the, the team that you built uh-huh. they try to pooch or steal them away from you or mm-hmm. what have you so so I realized that okay well why don't we meet where we why don't we meet you where you're at and let's grow together for would sure. you say that that was your leadership strategy er, early on is um, kind of uh, like leading from the front and not leading, leading from the side right yeah. Yeah. Like really like getting in there with your troops and and showing them leading by example right. like hey i'm i'm going to get in there i'm going to dial for dollars with you i'm going to i'm going to you know bang this out with you and and kind of lead by example so that your team would follow suit right you know so it's it's, it's it, but but when you're such a young age you think you're the shit you yeah. you think you're the shit yeah. Yeah. You, you you know i mean in in it has its advantages and disadvantages right. of course for sure you, you know so um and you're untouchable Oh yeah, you're, right? you're invincible, man. No, <laughs> you're invincible. no one can tell you, you anything. Go. We yeah. just go, you know. So, so I realized that. Okay, I I learned my mistakes. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, because you build a company, and I'm very good at building businesses. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For, for you know, for, I, I I don't know what it is. It's just it's just I'm a great startup captain. Mm-hmm. But you get to a certain caliber, mm-hmm. you know, like from zero to five million. Well, now with my experience, zero to ten million, I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. But ten million and above. You got to bring in a, high, a different caliber, yeah, to, to, to take that over. Makes of sense. course, you, you yeah. see what I'm saying. So for me, I'm 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 a great seed seed captain, mm-hmm. but anything above that, it's like okay, we got to bring more talent in. Yeah, of course. You know, so that makes sense. Yeah, you know, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so so yeah, so I mean, the challenges. It's it's really the challenges are number one people. Uh huh. Okay, but the but the acceleration as well as what. People, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So San Diego, you're in San Diego, and then sure. where were you at after that? Um, 
That's a good question. After after the mortgage business and, and everything, what was kind uh, of the next step? So from 2006 to 2013, we were killing. Well, actually, from 2006 to 2009, before the mortgage meltdown, we were mm. crushing it. Yeah. We crushing it. And before 09, did you have, like, any indication that that was going to happen? Or just with your experience? Uh, or we it, didn't it, want to believe it. Did it catch you? We didn't want to believe it. Didn't want to believe it. But you had, you had heard talks of, right. like, hey, uh, but, it's coming. But, uh-huh. but I was Superman, right? We yeah. all were Superman. Like, we yeah. didn't want to believe it. Like, nah, dude, you know, we're going to keep dialing for dollars. Yeah, why, yeah. Not? Uh-huh. You know, why not, right? Yeah. So from, oh, from, from 06 to 09, uh, uh, we were doing the mortgage thing. And, of course, a market crash. Then we started our short sale, short sale negotiation firm. Okay, you know that's so, a good pivot. Ooh, it, it was a tough pivot because a lot of the a lot of those clients that we provided loans to, now they were hitting us up. Hey man, you sold us these loans. What's up? Right. Yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh god. Did you explain the short sale pivot to anyone that probably doesn't know? Short short sale is when the when the property is undervalued. Okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously the bank is, is looking to the bank is looking to unload their inventory. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you, if you're the real estate agent or if you are the person that is the negotiator or the liaison of it, your goal is to figure out how to to find an investor to pretty much acquire that property so you can fix and flip it or, or mm-hmm. the bank will pay you the bank will pay you as well a commission mm-hmm. for for for, for but, but of course they're losing money they're losing money out on that you correct know? but they don't want ownership of it they don't want ownership right. of it because because it's dead weight to them exactly. mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's a non-performing loan it's a non-performing asset to them mm-hmm. correct you know so for them they're just like hey listen figure out with this property we'll pay you we'll pay your two percent or three percent mm-hmm. or what have you and but then, that loan balance is higher than right. than what they're gonna get. But, but but this but this is a you know the best time to buy is what when blood's running when everything you know, when blood's running on the exactly. streets right right so so that's when my investors started coming in and they said mm-hmm. hey you know like let us know when you got any more of those short sales because they're potential fix and flip mm-hmm. assets yeah of course yeah. so were you were you really hammering like your bank relationships at oh that yeah time? yeah what were some of the things you were doing if you if you can talk about it well first when you submit the docs. You know, when you say same thing as submitting, you know, loan docs when you're closing a deal, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 loan originator or the the coordinator of that file, they're gonna test you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is this person, is this person someone that knows what he's doing or you know what she's doing? You know, they they, they, they they will judge you on that. But when they realize that you know the workflow or the streamline of the process, mm-hmm. That's when they start approving your files. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. You know, so for me, I had so many clients that that we that we provided loans to. They were coming to us and say, "Hey, you know what? I heard that you helped my cousin with with that short sale. Could you help me out with mine so I can fix my credit? So when the market comes back up again, at least at least you know I can I can purchase a home because." Yeah. Th- th- at that time, it was a credit play. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't want they didn't want their credit to 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 bury it any yeah. further. At least you they know? don't have like a fully marked foreclosure, and, right? You know they yeah. can they can get something in a, in a couple years, like you said, when the market comes back. So right. that's an advantage to them. I, I get it. That's it, it's a it's a great pivot. It's a great business model. Um, what was what was your your process in um, you know whenever you were pushing those short sales to investors? Were you partaking in some of those investments? Were you raising sure, capital and, yeah. and going after some of those deals? It, it's it's it, there are some deals where where you know if, if my pocket is if my pocket can fill it up, sure, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's just, so there are some a hundred fifty to two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar SS deals. I'm like, okay, like you 
Yeah. I, I can put my 25% down, you know, yeah. I've got enough money to put my 25, 25 on that or my 10% on that, you know, uh-huh. and um, yes, the answer is yes. Okay. You know, awesome. and, and then I crushed it at that time. Where were you at again? Were you in California? I was in San Diego. San Diego yeah. still. Okay. I was, I was in San Diego. I mean, dude, I was knocking doors at some of the places where they, that weren't so friendly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's probably where you were able to get like, you know, the big deals at. Right. For sure. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, I feel like it's a lost art right now. Honestly, everybody in the new generation has turned to, you know, cold calling, mass text blasting, and all these digital, you know, marketing revenue ad streams. But what happened to door knocking? You know what I mean? What I I feel like that is, you get so much more by showing your face and shaking a hand than having an automated text, I feel like. Um, But, you know, people just don't have that drive to really want to go door knock anymore, I feel like. You know, nothing will ever be the power of handshake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Yes, you're gonna have you're gonna go through a situation where it's uncomfortable, you, uncomfortable, right? Uh, yeah. But if you do enough of it, guess what? It just it, it, it becomes <laughs> natural. It becomes natural. Yeah. You know, people just don't want to get up. Yeah. You know, they have this mentality of, of, oh man, you know, I'm gonna be an instant CEO if I have mm-hmm. a million followers. Nah, dude. In the real estate game, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Yo, you knock knock a hundred doors a day, you're yeah. bound to get a few conversations yeah, they do the first through. three or five doors are like oh man everybody's telling me to go f myself and slamming the door in my face and i was like yeah but you didn't you didn't knock five more you guys i tell you right more. now i shit you're not right the biggest deals that i got were deals where i showed up after six or seven o'clock at night mm. oh I, I i totally agree with that because the surgeons all like like the the, the million the mil, the short sale properties mm. were were they're owned by surgeons and doctors and lawyers they're working from nine to six mm-hmm. hello yeah. yeah you know exactly. they're working from nine to six you're not gonna knock on their door at five at like three four, p.m three p.m on a wednesday yeah you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, saying, I have a question though about the door knocking. Do you have? Do you remember your uh, like like your first script or like what the like what was like your script? The first thing you started saying. Oh, like, do you, if you if you remember, do you, do you have a spiel? Like, like, yeah. What was your? Ding ding ding. Hi, I'm Carlo, and I'm here to short sale your house. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we already know that they're sixty or ninety days. Of course, because, yeah. you know because because you know we, we pull in lists. We, we, we pull the trigger list from the from the title yeah. company, mm-hmm. right? Um. Step number one is we send him a greeting card. Yeah. Okay. Hey, how's it going? This and that, whatever the greeting card is. And, and then you mail it out. Boom. And you call him. Obviously, they're not going to, they're not going to answer the phone. Right. Were you leaving voicemails? Of course. You always yeah. got V. There's a thing called V E N voice email note. Mm-hmm. Voice. Yeah, that's what I always tell my, my sales team. Voice email note. Every time you leave a voicemail, send him an email. And then note it, note it on your CRM. Because when you keep doing the VEN, it's going to stick like venom. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like You that. like that? Like that? Like that? <laughs> Put that in there. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> VEN, voice email note. Sticks like venom. Because it'll stick like venom. I like that. I like that. Okay? Yeah. Because, you know, because so, some of our sales reps, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I left the voicemail. I'm like, did you... Did you, you email? shoot him an email? Shoot yeah. an email? Uh, and did you note it in did your you, CRM? Did you note so it in your CRM you system so you know? Another time in right. three days? Because, exactly. you know, people don't care about how much you know, but people care about what? You show them how much you care. Because when you notate it, and then let's just say they went to Vegas or they went to Phoenix, 
and you know and you know and you know it in your CRM system, at least you have something to fall back to. It's like, hey, how was Vegas? Did you win yeah. any? Yeah. Did you win anything in Vegas? Or how was yeah. Phoenix? How was Scottsdale? Or what have you? Yeah. You know, and that's why I always stick with that. V-E-N, voice, email, note, because people stick like venom. And then if you're doing that beforehand, they're already like subconsciously kind of know who you are. And they're right. like, wait, I think this guy called me the other day. Or right. I saw his email. Or right. I got something in the mail from him. And that's when I knock. So that's when I knock, right? I like that, and that was cool, man. Yeah, so, so there's a precursor. So that when they open the door, they're like, oh, it's this guy. It's What's this guy. Up? <laughs> yeah. Because in the greeting card, it's my face too. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. So, so when you send that greeting card, who's going to throw away a greeting card? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're going to open it. it. They're they're gonna, open they will it. open the greedy card and like, they might throw it away afterwards, sure, but <laughs> we leave it on the kitchen counter it. and they walk yeah, by right. in a few days. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. How was, um, so going through, you know, like the, the mortgage company in college, right. getting into that, did you have like a mentor or anything that was, that kind of helped you through or were you kind of, um, you know, winging it? No. Well, dad actually taught me how to be a board of director or an executive. Mm-hmm. Right. He gave you the playbook. He gave he me the playbook. That. Right. Okay, so f- from there, you know, of course, when Very I was raising money, I was raising money, and he was helping with his Filipino contacts, you right. know, because they're in the pharmaceutical, says, uh, pharmaceutical industry as well. So they wanted to invest in the United States, of course. Okay, yeah. it's a safer bet mm-hmm. for sure, you know, for you know corruption, just, and that's a safer bet for, for for the Filipinos. So I did have a mentor, his friends, mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously the investors that I brought in to to for, for all of these real estate deals that. That I that I presented to them during a short, they became my mentors as well, mm-hmm. you know. So once again, it's 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 in the upbringing of your family. Like if your family teaches you, like, hey son, like this is how you this is how you should be when when you're in a professional setting, and this is how you should be when you're going out setting. Yeah. So I just happen to know both. Yeah, exactly. You know. So so yes, to, to answer your question, I, I did have mentors, and and of course. Let's be serious, guys. You know, when when I'm doing loans and I'm, I'm pre-qualifying them, and if you see in their in, in Schedule K one that, that they're doing well, it's probably a good person to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. Of sure, course, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like if the guy has has like twenty, thirty, or or, or his asset under management mm-hmm. is like ten million over twenty mil or twenty million or above, you may want to bro it out with this guy. Oh, so, hey, you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's. It was your dad, like, your biggest role model growing up? Or did you have, like, anyone that, like, you, like, kind of set your sights on? Like, I want to be just like this. Oh, man. David Rubenstein. The Carlisle the Carli- the Group. I don't, I don't know if I know. I don't think David. I know. I don't think I know what? David Rubenstein. Oh, no. The Carlisle Group. He's one of the biggest pr- private equity firms. Okay. Boeing and... Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the Boeings and the... Uh, yeah. uh, 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 um, what else are the, the big government uh, agent like government projects out there like Northrop Grumman I think mm-hmm. Nor- I, I can't even say it yeah but um, yeah so David Rubenstein the Carlisle Group that is like my idol God that's yeah. so funny I like that why I mean it's kind of like my story mm-hmm. you know I mean he didn't really come it's like he had you know he's got parents that were you know they're they have a great b- background, mm-hmm. you know. You find similarity. It's the same similarity yeah. where yeah. his parents, like, hey, like Jewish, he's like Jewish family, and it's like you know the same thing with his story. His family was just like, listen, um, this is me and your mom's thing, and this is the playbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like the same story with mine. Like, wow, I'm like I could correlate to to th- to, to that. You yeah, know? exactly. When, when when I watch his podcast, right? So, yeah, D- David Rubenstein, the Carlisle Group, and what's his podcast? Um. 
Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, because, because, dude, he's like, he gets invited like Harvard, MIT, and, and, and all of these like, yeah, like podcasts. He's place. all over the place, yeah. right? So, so I, if I just go, if I just uh, um, search David Rubenstein, oh, dude, I just watch the shit out of that thing. Like yeah. That. So <laughs> you aspire to be something like him. How do you, um, how do you beat your competition? How do you stand out from your competition? Very good. Okay, well, here's my question for you. Woo, I like this now. <laughs> okay. What does Bezos and uh, Elon Musk have in common? I mean, they're both filthy rich. Fair enough. Keep um, going. They both own businesses. They have I feel like income streams. I feel like I mean, both of them started at a point where they had nothing and they put in the man hours and the time and mm. the, the research and the capabilities. To they just, have the drive. Yeah. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah. Bezos owns Washington Post. Yes. Elon Musk owns Twitter. What industry is that? That's the news. Media. Yeah. I'm good at media. Bro. I'm good at media. I'm very good at media. I'm the fucking king of media. I like that. Real yeah. media, though. Not the fake media. It's, 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 it's. Creative media. Creative media. What is this? Creative media. Creative media. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You, you see? So, I mean, I came here. Oh, gosh, what a great question. I came here 2019. Mm-hmm. Q3 of 2019. Dude. Came to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I got transferred. I got transferred from here. San Diego. From, uh, from Orange County. Okay. California. California, right. Were you with Greenfield then? Ooh, okay. Ooh, man. You guys keep going. All right. When I was raising capital... A fashion island hotel, which is like the the epicenter of filthy accredited investor world in Orange mm. County, California. That is like the epicenter. Okay, okay. I was raising capital, my, uh, and we're gonna get into the cannabis industry now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was raising capital for a a, a um, hemp farm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and the raise was I think like ten million. Okay, now, is hemp different from cannabis? I mean, they're they're brother, they're cousins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hemp doesn't get you high. Obviously, THC gets you high. So yeah. hemp, no psychoactive. No psychoactive. Right. So it's more of like a body or they they both have. Oh, I'm I'm not a doctor or I'm yeah. not a, I'm not an attorney. So I got I got to disclose that because they taught us that in the, in the cannabis yeah, industry. I, yeah. Um, I hemp. Don't know. Hemp. Uh, it doesn't give you the psycho uh, psychoactive effect. Right. Yeah, and they just cannabis. give you the oils and right. um, mm-hmm. like the wraps and things like mm-hmm. that out of it. And then cannabis obviously gives you the psycho psychoactive effect. However, mm-hmm. both have the same medicinal benefits. Got it. Okay, it's just one doesn't get you high, and the other one does. Yeah. Okay. So, going back to to uh, my thing here, um, you know, kind of threw three questions at you. I know, right? <laughs> but, 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 but this is good you're though. In Fashion Island, you're raising ten mil. So you're raising ten mil. You're raising ten mil. So actually, let's go back to 2013 because you asked me. It's like, well, well, Carlo. You were in the mortgage industry, then what happened next? Yeah. Okay. So I made a lot of money doing fix and flips, mm-hmm. short sale deals. I kind of got brave. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? There's, there's this cannabis movement. Yeah. You know, I kind of got a little bored. You know, I mean, I've been doing you real. Wanna, you want to go to the next? I, I wanted to yeah. test where my muscles, because, you know, yeah. like once again, that, that's where my Superman thing, like, you know what? Yeah. Let me get in this industry. If I, if I crushed it, in the real estate industry, if I celebritize myself in the real estate industry down in San Diego, mm-hmm. let me go check out this whole cannabis thing. Because 2012, guys, it was cannabis world in California. Yeah. It was, it, dude, it, it, it was on point. 
Yeah, you know? and that and they and it's been legal there for a while too. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. You know, so 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 2012. Um, that's when that's when they legalized in, in, in the the medicinal uh, part of mm-hmm. of cannabis yeah. in, in in California. Yeah, and dude, all of the investors, all of the big money, the hedge fund guys, the the uh, uh, M and A guys, mergers and acquisitions, for like private mm-hmm. equity guys, they were jumping into the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think was drawing them to it so so quick? It was the hype, bro. Yeah. It was the hype, you know. When you can plant some, when you can plant something for like two hundred bucks, and you can flip that plant for like a thousand dollars, look at the profit margin. Yeah, yeah. you spread. Yeah. You spread right. right. Yeah, you know, and you can mass produce it. Mass produce it right. Yeah. Now the only issue with that is, we all are executives, right? Mm-hmm. We have lawyers and attorneys and accountants, right? Mm-hmm. You've got these growers that have lived their lives for 20 years putting their money under the mattress. Yeah. Try putting those two together. Yeah. It's like two different worlds. Two different worlds. Yeah. When you start telling Jacob over here, or let's call him James over here, hey, dude, like, we need to get your numbers. James has been living under the mattress bank account for 20 years. Like, what do you mean I have to give you the numbers? Well, we like, got it. Like we're getting financially. We're getting financial right. We're in the P and L's, right? Yeah. Try to get those two together, and that was the. That's the biggest issue. Mm. The best growers are the twenty, the the, the OGs, mm. the guys that have been planting cannabis for twenty years. Right. Yeah. So they were probably like, well, like, what do you mean? Like we're we're getting right. Yeah, they were like, what? This is like at one point B. I'm gonna tell you right now. One of the ways. That we were able to collect because we own the property. My investors, our fund owned the property. Okay. Our way to collect was shutting the lights out. Mm. We had to go cowboy on them. Yeah. Makes sense sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. to, yeah, do, we had to do, we had to go cowboy on yeah. them, Bryce. We had to shut the lights off. Mm. Sure enough, they showed, they showed up to the office. Just, All the money. Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. And then that was the point. I think it was 2018. When I sold my media company to this uh, 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 publicly traded company, mm-hmm. when I cashed out, that's when I realized, you know what? It's like I'm going back to where I'm good at, mm-hmm. real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's the biggest challenge that that every cannabis entrepreneurs and executives go through is that relationship. Mm-hmm. One person doesn't understand why they have to do this, and this other person is trying to push this person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, listen, we have, we, we, you know, we have guidelines that we have to follow. We have yeah. auditing that we have to follow. Correct. Uh, and then you have a guy here that's probably stoned out of his mind. Stoned out of his mind, <laughs> but but you know they're smart. They're, they're, <laughs> no, no, they are. They're was, good with yeah. their money, I but at that. the same, but this, at the same time, it's like, hey, bro. <laughs> it's like logic, right? Yeah, logic. Yeah. That's that, that's the biggest problem. I get that. Yeah, I get that. You know, so so that's kind of like my story in in the cannabis industry. So now going back, what were the? Um, how do you make yourself uh, different from your competitors? Um, be advised. When I transferred here in, in Jacksonville, we knew people weren't going to accept us. Uh-huh. I knew the challenges that I was going to because we've alert because we've done we've done. The, We've opened a market already in San Diego. Mm-hmm. We've opened a market already in Las Vegas. Yeah, in Phoenix. So I understood like how to go into a market and and, and get your brand out there. Yeah, media. Exactly. 
Just like what we're doing right now. You interview the who's who in that city, and we started with the magazine, mm -hmm. right? Like what was that called? Wealthworks. Wealthworks. Wealth yeah, okay. I actually have it. I actually have it here. I got a copy for you guys. What we did was, well, this is what we did to, to, in order for us to 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 get into a market. Mm -hmm. You go to like a chambers of commerce mm -hmm. or a BNI, and you interview the president. Yeah, exactly. Or you interview the president, or or, or the head honcho uh -huh. uh, of that chambers of commerce, or yeah, or BNI, or BNI, or whatever, whatever it is, yeah. right? You say, hey, I'd like to feature you, just like what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'd like to feature you in our magazine called WealthWorks. We'd like to interview you, um, and we do have we do we do have about 750 uh, lead lists of of accredited investors. Yeah, you know, of course they'll ask me like, well, who's going to read? You know, my, my article, who's going to read my, my content? I'm like, well, we, we do have 750, uh, you know, audience out there. Yeah. We have a lead list of 750. Mm. So when you interview someone, I mean, you're really, you're stroking their ego. Yeah. Right? And, and you're kind of getting personal with them. You're getting personal well. with them, right? Yeah. And, 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 and then when they see their face in a magazine, that relationship's already there. Yeah. Like, damn, dude, like, thanks. Thanks for hooking that up, you know, like, yeah, you know, so, so now at that point you can ask him, Hey, do you know other folks out there that I can interview to feature them on our magazine? Yeah. Then obviously we realized that the magazine is kind of like old school already. It worked, uh -huh. it worked, it worked in 06, 08, mm -hmm. 09 and stuff, you know, but well, when you we, have to constantly transition with the times, for right. Whatever marketing strategy and what is you two guys are doing right now mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Appreciate it, man. This is it. This is what's hot. This is what's hot. What's Remember, hot. one thing I like about you, Bryce, was, um, and, and put this, definitely put this on, right? <laughs> I remember one night, I think it was like a year and a half ago, you were a little sideways, uh -huh. and it was around 11, like 11, 11.30 at night. Where were you at? We were surfer. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. a surfer, right? Yeah. Bryce came up to me and goes, Callie, I'm like, what, dude? It was like... Dude, are you going to the New York HNW meetup? And this was 11 o'clock, 11.30 yeah. at night. It was already saucy, right? I'm yeah. like, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't turn off. Hey, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. You're talking to me about HNW meetups and freaking private equity uh, 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 pitch, uh, a pitch fest? I'm like. You're my kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> you had my respect ever since then. I appreciate. You that. know what I'm saying. And I and I told you one night, and I said, you know what, Bryce, like, you're the pioneer right now in the city. You know, like, like you're you're doing it. You know, you're a I'm broker. To, you're broker. You're a broker at a young age. You already know REIT. Uh huh. <laughs> young age. You guys are already dealing with REITs, and I'm yeah. just like, man, I didn't start dealing with with REITs and private equity until like, shit, like what, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, exactly. And you guys are ahead of the game. I think it's one of those things we're where we just kind of, so I don't know if you know the backstory between us, I'll make it quick, but right. we were, you know, friends growing up our whole life, always wanted to get into real estate and, you know. We've actually been friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. That's awesome. And so we've yeah. always kind of had that drive to want to do it. And then uh, we're at that point in our life where, you know, you're young, this is when you take the risk. We don't really have much it's holding us back. So it's like, yeah. what do we have to lose? And it was just really just one of those things where, hey, if you jump, I'm jumping and we haven't looked back since. And yeah. now we're here. So, so it's been. Yeah, a, it's he been a he cool was spot. working at a, another real estate brokerage, and right. I was too. And then I got my broker's license. And I was like, "Hey, like we need to start this. I know you're making money at your company, and I'm asking you to jump ship <laughs> <laughs> on your job and your income in your life. But like, uh, you should. Do I quit it. the next day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, you guys are holding the key to the rocket ship right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I and I and I and I'm saying this out of like realness. 
Like you guys are like you guys are holding the key to the rocket ship right now, and you guys are leading the this generation to this whole movement, yeah. this real estate movement. And just like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the I guess the message that I think the three of us are trying to convey here to our audience is the fact that hey, we're 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 executives. Hey, right. we're you know like. They, they call us the Chads and Brads, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chads and Brads. It's a fine-ass bro. But, yo, we know how to have fun, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we, we we know how to have fun, too. Like, don't get it twisted, right? right. It's a balance uh, of professionalism and fun. Right. 100%. You know, but we know how to pick who we want to network with. Correct. For sure. Yeah. It's the language that they speak. Right. You see, you, you see what I'm saying? So, going back to when I got transferred here, we knew that they weren't going to accept us. We knew that. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so know. did you change your message for the market? No. I mean, for me, I just... I, what are the four SWs? Some will. Some won't. Uh-huh. So what? Someone is always willing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? You like know, so the, the four SWs, some will. Like, okay, like... I Great. met Bryce. I'm like, hey, what's going on, Bryce? Yeah. Like, okay, well, we're, we're both... Yeah. We're both on that level. That's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, if another person doesn't like it, so what? So what? So what? Next, you know, yeah. there's going to be another real estate professional or private equity person or a chat or a brat or whatever they call us, <laughs> right? That's going to be there to be like, hey, bro, you're kind of cool. Hey, yeah. You're cool too, bro. What's up? You know, yeah, exactly. like, um, it's like you get it. You get you, you get it. You get it, bro. Get yeah, it. exactly. You get it. Some you people get it. get it. Some people don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why the four SWs. Some will. Some won't. So what? Someone is always willing. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So, so yeah. So, when, when I got here, I knew it. I was like, oh, my God. I got to start over. And again. and you were, did you start with Greenfield Solomon? Yes. Immediately from the get-go whenever you got yeah, here? Yeah, because, 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 because right after the cannabis industry, I was a free agent. Same thing with you did. How did you get connected with them? I was actually raising capital for this hemp farm in in Orange County. Okay. And um, there's a couple of guys who are like, hey, man, like, come here. It's like, like, yeah, what's going on? Like, we like you. Yeah. You know, and I owned a uh, a factory where where I I owned my own cannabis uh, food goods back then when Uh I was in Orange County. Yeah. Okay. So I was raising money for that. And they said that, hey, we would we're interested in investing. And know? what were the what are the kind of the products and services that they provide? Oh. Um, when I had Caneo, we had barbecue sauces, mm-hmm. margarita. Uh, Greenfield, whenever you oh, gr- oh Greenfield, it was yeah. just real. At that time, it, Greenfield didn't exist. Okay, they were just trying to put a fund together, uh-huh. and okay. they were looking for a young guy to raise money for them. Yeah, they so like headed out. They like me, right? Yeah. So so they saw me and they said, hey, listen, you know, like, so how do you like? Working with these guys, I'm like, well, you know, they're they're paying the bills. Yeah, you know, I've got you know, I've got I've got my 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 food condiments and products, like whatever. You know, they're helping me out. They're like, well, what if we invest into your company? However, we want governance of your LLC, meaning, yeah, you know, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, right? You know, so explain that if you could. Governance is if you have an LLC, obviously, um, fifty fifty. It's 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 an even governance. Uh-huh. But if a person owns fifty point fifty point one percent, fifty one forty nine, they, they, they have control. They, they have control. They have governance. Got it. Okay, so they offered me a good chunk of change, but they wanted seventy percent 
of the LLC. Mm. But at that time, I was wise enough to say, you know what? If I sell my equity to these guys, I'm not just selling the company. They're opening different resources for me. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have they have accountants already. Mm-hmm. They have the legal team already. Yeah. They have their it's scalable. Easy scale. They have they they, they they have their human resources to scale whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. Exactly. But they and bought, the financial backing. Yes, sir. Obviously. Roger that. Mm-hmm. Roger that. Right. So when they took governance of that of that um, uh, cannabis company that that I own, <laughs> it, I mean it was it, it was a bait and switch, right? They they took seventy percent, but they said, "Hey, you know what? Um, let's let's put this cannabis thing on the side. We wanted you all along." Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, we wanted you to be a part of our board." Yeah, that's what it was, and that's when we built. That's when they built Greenfield Solomon. Okay, okay, they built Greenfield Solomon. They started with a million, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, we have a great city." That we want that that we have been doing our research on, uh-huh. and to mind you, I had a I had a house actually I had a, I had a house over here, um, Arlington. Ar- no, not Arlington. Um, Alice Marie, I think was a was a street. Alice Marie, yeah, because I, I bought I bought it um, after Super Bowl here in Jacksonville. I bought it when I was like twenty years old. Wow, so you already had a house. I already I already house. I already house. Yeah, yeah, because because I was in the military. Remember, I was yeah. in the military. So mm. so you I stationed at Mayport. No, I didn't actually, but I did have to go to school in Mayport. Oh, okay, I did. I did have to go to training, and then and then when Super Bowl was here, you had uh, a reason to come. Uh, back. I, I had a reason to come. To, so I bought that house. It was a KB home. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a it was a KB home, and the deposit was two thousand dollars. And two thousand oh, dollars was like what? I was like, are yeah. you serious, dude? Yeah. I was still half drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was still half drunk when I'm signing the paperwork. Yeah, right okay, okay, cash right now. <laughs> VA loan. Uh, um, no, because I had a I had a house already in. In California, so I couldn't, I, I couldn't qualify for a VA loan. It was just yeah. standard convention. It's just standard, standard convention. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I deposited two thousand. You still have that house? No, I, I actually I sold it in twenty twenty one. Oh, well, you had that for a yeah, while. I've had it for a while. Yeah. I had it for a yeah. While. Yeah. I did well on it then. It was yeah. yeah. I, I bought it for after after upgrades. It was like a buck eighty seven, and I flipped it for three ninety one. Nice. That's, that's and you what, probably rented it for seven, sure rented for years. Military. Yeah. Nice. I rented the military. Yeah. So it was just, it was just sitting there, you know. So so going back to when I got transferred here, um, mm-hmm. I started with a million. Mm-hmm. Did some flipping, lending out the money. Mm-hmm. You know, hard money loans. Yeah. You know, and to date, our AUM right now is eleven million. Nice. Our mortgage rate right now is eleven million. That's awesome. You know, just just nickel and diamond, brother. Yeah. Nickel and diming, five fifty thousand here. Uh-huh. You know, uh, lending out money to businesses like I and obviously fixing flippers. Uh-huh. I think there was one point. Do you wait, lend on equity or do you use? Uh, do you leverage credit lines as well? Uh, I mean, for us, we 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 lend. We, we like to stick with the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, just 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 lending the money out, and mm-hmm. then if they default. Guess what? That's our asset now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's a twenty five percent or thirty percent discounted for us already. For sure, you mm-hmm. know, so that that's kind of like our acquisition play. Yeah, exactly. Lend, lend, the, lend the money out. Um, if, if, if default, mm-hmm. guess what? Asset. We have an asset. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. So we were very picky with what properties. Well, you know, I think I think you did approach me a long time ago on an equity deal, mm-hmm. but I 
to us, we were crushing it in the lending aspect of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, the private credit side, the private credit side, it was, yeah, we were, we were killing it. So I was like, uh, how many houses do you think to date since coming here have you taken back from defaults? We, in Jacksonville, not so many, not too many, not too many. Oklahoma, we've got, we, we, we have about an 11 or 12% default ratio. Mm. Okay. Okay, 11, it's not bad. It's not good, but, Pretty fucking basically one in, one in ten. You're taking them back. We were taking them back, and right? And typically, are you're you're just you're putting in the capital and then flipping it from there, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. So, um, Oklahoma, there's a lot that's taking place. The defaults right now. Uh-huh. Texas, oh, people, dude, people in Texas, they're grabbing those properties, man. Why do you think there's a lot there's a lot of defaults in Oklahoma right now? <sighs> there was a there was a hype. There was an Airbnb hype that okay. took place in Oklahoma in 2021. Okay. Uh huh. And where, Broken Arrow. Where were people traveling to? In Oklahoma? I don't know anything bro, about Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, bro. Yeah. Oklahoma is, is like... It a cool spot? It, it's... It, it, I really don't know. I mean, well, because well, you got to remember, like, a lot of the Gen Zs now, everyone that's working remote, mm. they like the whole country life. They have they want to have land, this yeah. and that, you know? So an Airbnb, like, an Airbnb hype took place from 2020 to, like, the 2020 three in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a law passed. Yep. All, all the, all the legalities come in and it just destroys property. Vegas. Value. We, 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 we made, we made, we made good in Vegas mm-hmm. because there's an Airbnb like regulations that, that, that passed in Vegas mm-hmm. just recently. Mm-hmm. So we've been, we've been grabbing a lot of, we've been taking a lot of our properties or assets from Vegas. What is that regulation? I honestly, is it like a well, dude? Well, they just they just change the terms that you can rent out properties at. So you know, before the regulation would say you can do daily rentals, and then they'll change the law, and then right. it's hey, it's only month to month rentals, like oh, thirty day. Bro. And then, How many and people then, need it? For yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it. Because dude, you're dealing with hotels, bro. Right. Exactly. That's that's you know that's that, what happened yeah. in Daytona. The Hard Rock Hotel lobbied the city, mm-hmm. and they passed regulation in Daytona that's yeah. really stringent I, on Airbnbs. Huh? You know, since, since I experienced a mortgage meltdown, I think that's where the next thing is, an Airbnb meltdown. Yeah. And I want people to hear that in your podcast. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 totally at, least, at, least, at least we've talked about it, yeah. you know? like, I I, like Even in Jack's, well, not to cut you off, but even in Jack's Beach, there's a ton of houses that are for sale, and you can go and see those same houses that are on Airbnb. So yeah. it's like, it, yeah. It just takes def- one law. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and that's what it comes law. down to is yeah. big hotels lobbying the government to pass these laws in which you can no longer rent your home right. daily. Because uh, you never know. City ordinance. Right. So. Then on top of that, I was actually just using Airbnb. We were in Canada and the fees on top of that didn't yeah. even make sense. It's like we could have just stayed in a hotel and not have to do all this. Right. So it's like yeah. right. it's starting to transition. I get it for sure. Right. You know, so I mean, you never know too. The big boys, like the Blockstones, yeah. the Blockstones, the Block Rocks and the KKR, you yeah. never know. They KKR. might they might talk to the uh, the committee down the street and mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, who's scooping those properties? Exactly. They are. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Right? No, it so so I, I seriously think and and, and uh, I think the Airbnb crashes. It's going to be the next mortgage meltdown. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, you know, so, but yeah. So people that mm-hmm. are watching that have, you know, heard about all of your story and Greenfield and everything that in your transition here, how would they benefit in being connected with you, working with Greenfield Solomon? And, you know, what are the different services and investment opportunities that you can provide to them? 
Um, right now we're we we we're, I mean we're not there yet because we just we just finished our round uh in Q two of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, lending aspect, you know. Yeah, lending. We, yeah, we got capital. <laughs> so, what if I'm a beginner investor and I want to get into it? What are like some qualifications I may need to then come to talk to you? Perfect. Okay. So obviously you need an LLC. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you need to be a homeowner already. Correct. Primary uh, resident. Primary residence. Okay, because mm-hmm. you cannot use that. You cannot use that property as 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 your right. re, as your residence. You need an LLC operating agreement. I'd like to see three months bank statements, mm-hmm. just to make sure, like, hey man, like you got some money. You got some money to play with, you know. Yeah. So three months bank statements. The the LLC could be tomorrow. Like like you can activate your LLC tomorrow. It's all good because we just want to make sure that 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 property is attached to the LLC, Correct. and I'll explain why. Um, uh, what else? Last year's tax return mm-hmm. to make sure you know you're paying Uncle Sam. Um, uh, we'll pull your credit, obviously, and then do you run a uh, value add appraisal on the oh, asset? Of course we do, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, sir. We have to. You Just know? making sure you're yeah. checking those boxes. Yeah. So right? yeah. So so I mean, obviously, we, we we will order we will order an appraisal. Um, uh, and that's a good start right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good start to 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 get you to get you pre qualified. Now, why do we want that property in an LLC? Okay, you're a human being. You have a social security number. Mm-hmm. This is an LLC. Okay, if we were to foreclose you, it would be harder to foreclose you. Yes, because we can't just throw you out there. Yeah, but if it's an LLC and we know that you have a primary residence, that LLC is an EIN number. Correct. Mm-hmm. The judge will say, "Okay, go ahead and foreclose that property. We don't have to go through this extensive mm-hmm. eviction situation." Yeah, it's a lot easier for us just to exactly right. Okay, so that that's one of, that's one of the reasons. It's a lot. Of, it's, it's an easier. It's an easier legal transfer. Yeah, of, because we're of just we're asset. just we're just acquiring a company. Yeah. Exactly. We're not we're not putting you out in the streets. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so that's why we always want to make sure all of the properties that that we deploy our funds to mm-hmm. are under an EIN number. If somebody has all these boxes checked, um, what are the typical types of terms that you are offering? Are they just bridge terms? Do you do we, we I mean we do, do hard you do DSCR refinances yes, as well? Yeah. What what are some typical terms that you're saying that, you're, that right, you're offering to your to right. clients, potential clients? Right now, banks are not lending money, so we can get away with going interest rates between eight to thirteen percent. And is that bridge capital? It's big. I mean, it's, it, it depends. Yeah, bridge. Uh-huh. Bridge right now is about ten percent, I think. Ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, about about ten percent right now, because we know, because we know, no one's lending money out right now. Right. The biggest thing is. So I have a question. Actually. Go ahead, so, go, so go ahead. No one's lending money. Obviously, interest rates are high. Right. A lot of unrest in the country. Kind of you got an election year. How is this? Is this year? Is this year been any harder compared to all the other ones? Or what are kind of some of the challenges you've been facing facing this year? It's How are you all, overcoming them? It's all about educating our clients mm-hmm. and strategizing. You know, if you know the in, like we're going through this election right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends who wins, blue or red, right? But regardless, whoever wins the next year, they're going to try to win the crowd by lowering the interest rate. Mm-hmm. So the consultation that I provide to my clients is: listen, maybe you want you know, let's go ahead and get the property. Um, it's going to be a steep interest rate, but let's put you on a no prepay, no prepay program. Mm -hmm. And so you can refinance in 12 months. Yeah, exactly. That's, 
I was gonna say, what if I don't? What if I don't know what a uh, no prepaid penalty is? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. Edu- that's my job to educate you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel, so that's that's good though that you're honest and, and yeah. forthcoming with your clients because there's a lot of people that don't know all the different terms and ins and outs of right. a loan, and I've I've heard of many people getting into loans where they find out that there's a 5% prepayment penalty right. in year one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've, they, they've had a couple of, you know, curtains pulled over their eyes and then they get into, um, you know, dicey situations. Um, so it's, it's good to hear that you're educating your clients. You're telling them, Hey, this is, these are what the terms mean so right. that they aren't led in you know the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Well, because, because a lot of, uh, a lot of us commission-based entreprenors out there, mm-hmm. it's called the commission breath, right? Like, man, I got to make these commissions. I got to pay bills. Mm, right. <laughs> the beautiful thing about Greenfield Solomon is we have four different sectors that we focus on. Franchising, real estate, financing, and and obviously multimedia. Uh-huh. So if the financing world right now is a little bit slow, we still have our franchising money. Mm-hmm. food, catering. That's why we have these events, you know, like yeah, social sports exactly. catering. People are always going to eat, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be a magnitude income mm-hmm. like real estate, but we have our scale income that will be able to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. That allows me to be upfront with my clients. Like, Hey, listen, you know, like this might not be a good loan for you, even though I know I can close them on it, mm-hmm. but I'm, but in my heart, because yeah. I've been through the mortgage meltdown and I've dealt with clients in the past where Yo, Carla, man, like, what the f? It's this love. You, you see? So yeah. I, I've been there already. Yeah, so exactly. for me, I don't want to go. I don't want to experience the commission breath again yeah. just to pay my bills. And that's a beautiful thing about Greenfield Solomon is we have four different sectors. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If one division is kind of slow, we're not going to push our clients to take a deal just mm. for just for us to keep the lights on. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, we're also getting Greenfield Solomon is also getting into the automotive division now. Okay, wow. The portfolio theory. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I mean. I'd like to hear a little bit more about uh, this uh, division of the company. The social sparks. You know, the, the, you know, the, we've got the Soundwalk Roots project. You've got some other events that you guys have thrown. I know right. you guys are in the multimedia and now, you know, potentially event space and in different parts of the company. Tell me a little bit about okay, that. Okay, well, social sparks really, it is, it's a multimedia play. Uh-huh. Just like this. Yeah. Right? Um, however, we want. We want it more as a give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So we're partnering up with a lot of nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, like once again, like you kind of have to pick and choose who you, you know, like fr- friends of a feather flock together, right? Like yeah. it, 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 I already have my investor executive division already, which is the Greenfield Solomon division yeah. of finance and real estate. Uh-huh. Okay. We kind of had a conversation last year with our board of directors at Greenfield Solomon, and we said, look, you know, like, let's do something where we're giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's help nonprofit organizations out there. And, and, and by helping these nonprofit organizations, they have donors. Mm-hmm. You're not going to donate money if you don't have what? Discretionary income. Exactly. Yeah. Let's be real. Right, and like the ones that are going to donate are the ones with discretionary income, and to them, it's a tax write-off. It's a tax write-off, exactly. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's number one, and number two, a lot of these donors, they're old timers, and they want to hang out with us, young folks. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's their reason to be like, "Well, honey, 
let's let, let's go to that gala and meet some young folks and find out what's going on. And if they drop ten thousand dollar donorship, guess what? That might be a good opportunity for you to pitch them real estate. Mm-hmm. It's all an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's a pre qualifying measure. Yeah. So, um, what? Give me an example of, of one of these events. Awesome. Okay. Fourth of July, right? Yes. Okay. Fourth of July, we were all having fun at Casa Marina. Yeah. Okay. I had really? my. Uh, I know you. Guys, I saw you guys. You had your all FSU crew. I said. <laughs> I said. There goes Bryce. With yeah. FSU crew. Whatever. <laughs> I love you, man. You know. Um. I don't know if you guys saw our stand, right by the corner. Yes. You yes. saw, you saw yes, that, sir. right? Yes, sir. I did. Be advised that that's a tax, that's a tax write-off too. My expense in that event was a tax write-off. As long as I have my Greenfield Solomon. Posters, posters or whatever. (laughs) Take a picture of them and and submit it and upload it into our system and say, "Hey, you know, here's an event that we did. It's a marketing expense, Mm -hmm. which is it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's sixty forty, sixty percent business, forty percent. I'm kicking it with you guys. I'm having fun." Um, A guy came. A a, a guy walked up and he was from Georgia, thirty six years old. He's a surgeon, and we had a great conversation. And he was like, "Hey, man, I've been trying to close this duplex." You know, mm-hmm. So tell me more. And it's a little tipsy, right? I was like, and I explained it to him. We just chopped it up, whatever. Like, hey, you know, like this are my, you know, I can help you out with this. Yeah. We can do this in 27 days mm-hmm. or less, depending on how fast, you know, we can, I can gather the files from you. We, 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 whatever, what have you, what have you. That duplex was like 600 grand, mm-hmm. you know? And since we built that relationship outside of a networking event or outside of an executive type of face-to-face yeah. meeting or whatever, it was, it was actually a casual meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was natural. It was natural. Yeah. He knows who I am, but I still talk the talk. Like I was, you know, I was wearing like my, my, just my summertime out in my gear and he was wearing, no, he was just was flip-flops, but that conversation was so casual and natural. Mm-hmm. 600 grand, 3%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid, solid, solid. It's a solid it's a conversation, solid, right? Yeah. It's a solid day in the office. Yeah. It's yeah. His grand. wife was there. She was having fun, having a good time. We closed that, you know, we closed that deal in like 30, 32 days. But still, that's one, go- that's one good example right there. Yeah, that's like awesome. That. Yeah. You know, it's a win. Number one, we had we got our brand out there. Mm-hmm. Number three, I, three, number two, I got a lead out of it. Number three, I got to party with you guys. Yeah. yeah. So you have a business expense. You have a very great deal that's paying you and then i get to hang out with you guys we all we all get to hang out together so you're checking three boxes right you know so a greenfield solomon our thing is but of course once again i would not have been able to do this without my team right our our company culture or our firm culture core is number one teamwork Mm -hmm. number two branding yeah number three you got to make money yeah exactly we but we always put community and teamwork first as number one mm-hmm. so going back to social sparks it's i mean it's a multimedia play yeah. it's a community outreach but same thing what you're doing here right now yeah you know it's a, it's a it's, it's a media play it's not just all about making money making money but i mean we got to provide value like what we're doing for your for for, for for the audience we're providing right. value right. so for us the way of providing value is helping these nonprofit organizations yeah. and feeding them because 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 obviously we have franchises mm-hmm. 
we're getting our food from our franchise. Our, 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 our so on December tenth, you're you're throwing this event. I mean, I want to talk to you about that. Maybe yeah. have have you and Mark and the crew, yeah. the, 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 your read as I mean, let's work together. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. Yeah, that, that's Tell kind me of a little bit more about it. Um, the goal for the goal for Soundwalk Roots is um, like the, what's what's the music? What's the event? I mean, you know, house what, music, brother. House music. <laughs> house music, yeah, right? House so music. so I was thinking was. At, at the at it's the uh, real estate, pet products, and fitness investment. I mean, so we can cut and paste. It's it's all three, all three. But we can cut okay. and paste it. Like I yeah. mean, you know, like let's put our brains once again. Teamwork, right? Rule yeah. number one: teamwork. Rule number two: branding. Rule number three: let's make money, right? Mm. So, is this final? No. Yeah. But do we have enough time from now until December tenth? To cut and paste, to chip and paint, uh -huh. and, 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 and to brainstorm on, yeah. on making this happen. Yeah. That's sure. That's enough time. It's yeah. enough time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what I was kind of thinking was, um, right now, we're, we're kind of avalanching everything. So obviously, we had our first event, mm -hmm. our first project, mm -hmm. and what we call the, the uh, Genesis Leaf Project. Mm -hmm. The next event that we're having is, uh, is on May 25th, which is our Sprung Garden Project. It's, okay. it's ready sprung, right? Where's that gonna be at? Uh that's gonna be at the rec. The rec. Okay. The rec, right. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then the and then after that, which was be will which will be uh Labor Day weekend, is what we call the volume nature. Mm. Yeah. But all of this is a milestone to really gather the people that believes in what we're trying to do. Uh -huh. Which is giving back to the community, number one. And number two, it's it's a rollover, it's a grandfather traffic mm. to putting this thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, like because the last event, uh, the event two weeks ago, we had about and it was, it was a wreck, right? Yeah, it was a wreck, but it was guest list. Mm -hmm. It would be, it, it, and the reason why we did that is because we don't want just the same people coming to our event. Yeah. What was that? Wasn't that like the? What was that? That thing at the wreck. I think I heard about it. Yeah, the Soundwalk Roots. Yeah, Soundwalk Roots. Yes, it, 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 dude, it was an R and D. Yeah. It was it was literally like like uh, like an R and D project. Like okay, guys, and like how do we put everyone together? But we don't want the same faces. Oh, yeah, I think we talked about this. Yeah, we don't want the same faces over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I have three partners in this uh, in this project. Garrett is from Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. He's got a couple of properties. He owns a property management. Uh, young guy too, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's got a, a property management uh, company in his him him and his dad's got a property management company in Scottsdale and also here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. Then you got Val. She's just great. Like she's not like a brat or Chad like us, but she's all about like <laughs> DJ. She's she's she she creates yeah. her own music. Like yeah. she produces her own music. That's so, awesome. so it, it, it's really, a, and then of course, I, you know, you've got me that's experienced in capital raising, talking mm -hmm. to investors and, and this and that. So the three of us really like, we're three different people. Right. But we're working together to put this thing together. Yeah. Right. Like um, so Garrett has his homework. I'm like, Hey, pick your a hundred guests. Okay. Carlo, pick your a hundred guests. Val, go ahead and pick your content creators and your influencers, a hundred guests. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. You know, because we didn't want just the same people, you know, because we want people to network together. Right. But at the same time, we also wanted to know, like, okay, what are people talking about right now? When you combine the executives or, or the entrepreneurs and then the real estate guys and then the, the influencers and the content creators all together, how can we all work together? It's a juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. Right? I like that. I mean, it's the same thing on Fourth of July. Yeah, but that one uh, at Reg, that was like the Tulum themed one, right? Was that yeah, yeah okay. we wanted we wanted to do the, the whole Tulum thing. I, sh I should have went. I heard about it. and I was gonna go, but I, I think was, I was. Yeah, was, oh I'll God. be at the next one though, brother. But. 
I'm telling you right now, the guys looked floss. Yeah. The girls, I, I didn't expect, I, I thought people were just going to come out like, Stunner shades, partying after like night yeah, before. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah, it was professional. People came out flossed. Yeah, nice. the girls like looked that. good. The guys kind of like had a little not blaze. Well, a couple of guys like had a little because it was cold. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, dude. And then a couple of our our um, real estate Facebook group showed up, mm-hmm. and they're like, dude, this is kind of sick, yeah. sick and cool because we had catering, right? Because uh-huh. we had. I'm sorry, but you said you had another one coming up. I think I missed it. May, May. 25th. May 25th. May 25th. Okay. Memorial Day weekend. Got it. Okay. And, I, and, and we already have our lead. Li- and the way we treated this thing is like real estate. Uh-huh. Like we followed up with our cu- we have followed up with our guests. Hey, how's it going? Like mm. you know, just to let you know. Like you know, it's, it's on Friday. Okay. Just want to let you know. Like hey, you know, you're in the guest list. Like we treated like Las Vegas joint. Yeah. Like like. Miami joint like Studio Fifty Four style. Mm-hmm. Not you know, not everyone can just come in. Like no way, dude. Like yeah, if you were invited, like there's a reason why you're here, why for, a reason, you're here yeah. for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, uh, and it came out really awesome. Like I don't know if you guys saw the video, but it it came I out. Gotta, I gotta check out the video. Is it on yeah. Instagram and stuff? Yeah, it's on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, for sure. That's so, sure. awesome. Yeah, so I mean, so that, that's kind of like what we're trying to convey on on the multimedia division side mm-hmm. is. Let's all come together, but with a different mindset. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Because it's like, it's like new, it's hip. It's what's right. In. I yeah. like that a lot. It's happening in San Francisco. I mean, we did it in LA. And like, like Selling Sunset. Have you seen mm. that show? Yeah. yeah. They're real estate professionals balling it, but they're popping bottles too. Yeah. Why can't we do that here? We can. We can. You see what I'm saying? Like, why can't? You, just, you just have to make it the norm. We, 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 you have to make Roger it the norm. That. Exactly. Just make it, and who's, and who's going to do it? It sounds like it's going to be you. Well, it's going to be us. All of us, right. Because you got to remember, like, you guys are the future. Like, yeah. you, like mm-hmm. you guys are the Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I told you this. You know, I'm like, look, man, like, you're you're that guy. Like, you guys are that guy here. You know, no one else is doing what you're doing where you're already in private equity. You're already in merchants and acquisitions. I mm-hmm. mean, no one else is doing what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know, so, I mean. I've also noticed, too, it's been, it's like, in today's day and age too, like there, I do feel like we have like a generation of people that are getting lazy. So it's almost like yeah. you can kind of take advantage of that. And you know, if you can put your head down for six months, twelve months, fifteen months, you can get ahead pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not easy, but it's not, it's not easy. But Gen Z definitely gets like dragged through and social there's media, also this culture and that get yeah. victim mentality and all that. And mm-hmm. then you know, you well, one thing I like about you guys is, is you have that FSU alumni like love. For each other, yeah. uh-huh. you know, yeah. you, like I like I see you guys we travel I'm, deep. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys do. I'm like, yeah. there goes the FSU crew. Like, but I still <laughs> yeah. love you guys. You, know? chats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go hard, you know, yeah. and, and 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 I think that's a bond that is like your secret weapon. Yeah, for that, sure. that alumni closeness, that network. That yeah. network. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Like, yeah. you go to FSU. It's kind of like for us, like San Diego State. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, we know our crew. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, we might like to party, but at the same time, we know how to make money. Too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, I, you guys kind of have that within your crew, and and you guys are from here. You know, every like Mark knows everybody. He knows everybody. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you know everybody as well. You mm-hmm. know, so. So that is your biggest, biggest, biggest fucking asset mm-hmm. is your community. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's your biggest asset. Like and that's why you're giving back to it, and that's why we try to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the value that we're giving here right now. I mean, it's 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 
it's going to pay dividends. For sure. Excuse me, it's going to pay dividends yeah. for a long it's, time. For yeah. a very long time. Because, I mean, we shared a lot of information here. And I'm like, damn, I remember that 10 years ago when that dude said yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We got it locked. <laughs> we got it locked. Yeah. Well, um, I want you to, like, really just summarize for us, um, you know, what you can provide and kind of just give a shout out for yourself. Like, Hey, this is how you can contact me. This is how we can work together right. uh, for every, anybody listening. Um, well, Greenfield Solomon, obviously we have our Instagram uh, at Greenfield Solomon. And if you want to personally contact me, you can contact me on Instagram, which is at Collegero. That is C A L E G E R O at Collegero. You can just slide a DM and any questions that you might have in regards to real estate financing i like i like real estate lending you know mm-hmm. um get at me there you know we're partnering and raising capital we're well, partnering right? raising capital yeah. you know so i mean it's there's a lot of things happening and also we have these soundwalk roots events that we're hosting these projects each project has a different um mission uh-huh. it's going to be a different nonprofit organization so uh, we're really all about giving to the community right now because by giving, I know we're going to get 10 folds back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. You, 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 you give and then you get, but you get what you give. Uh, you so. get what you get. Right. But, but it comes back 10 folds, exactly. you know, and it, it's gotta come with gen- like, you gotta be genuine with it as well. Yeah. So, you know, because uh, honestly, the, the craziest part was Greenfield Solomon unloaded $3,000 for this rec event. Mm-hmm. And to us, it was a marketing expense already. Yeah. We raised four thousand one hundred fifty nine. Wow. People were throwing money. Yeah, they were like, "Nice, okay, nice." Like yeah. you know, it, it wasn't even like we weren't trying to raise money. It was it wasn't marketing expense already. Yeah. Of course, we had it juiced up with Greenfield Solomon, Social Sparks. Well, of course, yeah. You know, it's a marketing expense, but we raised forty one hundred. Yeah, that's awesome. People were throwing it, you know. Yeah. But but while here in real estate, I'm trying. I have to dial for dollars. <laughs> How much is the appraisal? Yes, sir, 650. Nah, man, are you serious? Can you credit that back to me in escrow? And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know. Yeah. But here at this at this event, like, people got dressed up. Mm-hmm. People had fun. And they were spending money. Yeah. Because it was, because, because it was, because we were partying for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward um, to to coming to the next event. And I know for sure, you know, Brylon and I will, will be, there. be there. And um, if you guys are interested in uh, taking place, uh, taking part uh, in these events here in the Jacksonville area, um, call Caledro, uh, you know, get in touch with him on Instagram, come out to the events, uh, keep in, keep in uh, contact with uh, the Greenfield Solomon social media and social sparks and everything that they have going on. Um, it's, it's an amazing project uh, uh, led by an amazing guy. Uh, so you definitely won't be disappointed if you have any real estate lending needs um, uh, on the hard money side, you know, definitely uh, give this gentleman a call uh, or if you, um, are interested in, uh, you know, investing in, in funds, get into contact with either of us, or uh, int- if you're interested in investing in real estate or, um, you know, purchasing your dream home or anything in between across the spectrum uh, of your business needs, you can contact either of us as well. And uh, we thank you guys so much for uh, being in tune to another episode of The Journey Up, an Entrepreneur's Guide, and we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.